Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the July edition of the Dan Chronicles, both newsletter and podcast. But of course, you are listening to the podcast. You should also check out the newsletter. You can do that by going to danb.org uh, and clicking newsletter at the top. Um, I just realized that I've been recording these for several months. I never actually mentioned how anybody can find the newsletter. Um, yeah, so you can find it on my website, like I said, danb.org. Also, it's danberg.substack.com because I do it all through Substack. But if you're listening to this, but you're not actually looking at the newsletter for whatever reason, feel free to check that out. Um, but yeah, this month, I kind of shared in my opening paragraph that I'm feeling productive, which is fun. I kind of personally will go through periods where I feel productive, and then periods where I don't. Uh, And one of the big challenges or the things that I kind of worked towards was making it so that I always felt productive, right? And so I wanted to be the type of person that just like always was go, 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 go. Uh, And then when there were periods of time when I wasn't feeling that, I would be kind of working towards making myself feel that way, or at least not being happy, like wishing that I was feeling more productive. But I'm old enough at this point in my life to realize that it really just ebbs and flows. And I go through periods of productivity that last between weeks to months. And then I go through periods of not feeling that productive, which also lasts the same. Uh, And just because I'm in one doesn't mean the next isn't right around the corner. So I've learned to just lean into it when I'm feeling productive Uh, And for me, productivity really means being able to get stuff done outside of just work. Because like, if I'm not feeling productive, I get my work stuff done. I'm now I mean, I do the newsletter, and then that's about all I have energy for. But I'm kind of going through a period of time right now where I'm feeling good. And I'm like working on blog posts, and I'm like working on some side projects, and all of these things. And I know that it won't last forever. But my goal is to maximize the output that I have during these periods or set up some sort of like systems to regulate my output so that when I'm going through periods of non-productivity, there's still something there. I have something to show for it. So when I'm just sitting around watching movies and playing video games with all of my time, I don't feel bad because it's like, oh, I've written two plays or, oh, I created this website or, oh, I've done this. And so that's really the goal. So I'm feeling good right now. I'm trying to write a lot. I'm trying to maximize the output. And yeah, we'll see how long it lasts until I'm starting to just play video games again. Now it's time for the stories. You heard the man. Now it is time for the stories. And the first story today is a wild one. I saw this. It's an FBI warning. It's an FBI warning about deepfakes and how deepfakes are starting to be used by individuals applying to remote positions at jobs. And the technology is such that you can now spoof video of somebody talking, as well as spoof audio of that same person talking in near real time, such that companies are accepting interviews and jumping on a Zoom call, and they're seeing a fake person. 
And that's just crazy to me. Like it's no longer catfishing is no longer about going on a date and realizing the person is not who they seemed on the dating app. Catfishing is like trying to hire somebody and just getting somebody completely different, somebody that might be malicious, that might be trying to steal your trade secrets. And apparently the technology is not quite perfect yet. So you can sort of tell the audio not being totally in sync with the mouth and a few other tells like the uncanny valley. But honestly, that's a technological limitation, not something inherent in what they're trying to do, which means as the technology improves, this stuff will only get better and it'll be trickier to notice. So that's an area to keep an eye on because especially as the world is moving towards remote work, especially at companies where you're a developer, you might have access to important things. That's particularly frightening. So keep keep an eye on that area. The next one, speaking of warnings to the public, is a very real PSA that New York City just created and released. And this PSA is all about what to do in the case of a nuclear attack. Yes, nuclear attack, like a bomb. Uh, and in the PSA, they use the, use the words, the big one. So they're literally talking about the big one, the big atomic bomb. And so it's a short video. It basically tells you to stay inside, to move away from windows. If you are outside and exposed, to remove that clothing so you can not expose yourself to more atomic dust that might be on your clothing. Uh, wash yourself as soon as possible. But it's very, very specific about, okay, New York City residents, here's what to do in case we get attacked. Uh, and everybody kind of saw this and... The, the immediate response is, okay, well, what do you know that we don't know? Like, why Why are you creating this? And the official response from Eric Adams, the mayor, was that it's, it's just an overabundance of caution. They're not trying to be alarmist. It's just a response to Russia in, invading Ukraine, um, which, like, really, that the conflict started like six months ago with Ukraine. It doesn't take that long to make a PSA. So I think everybody is still kind of just shaking their heads or, or not shaking their heads, like scratching their heads on this. At least I am. So yeah, that exists. There is a brand new PSA about what to do in case of a nuclear attack. And nobody really says, can say why it exists, but it is there. So be warned. Moving on to something a little bit lighter now, feeling saucy. I'm feeling saucy. And it's mostly because I finally got my hands on this brand new type of pasta, shape of pasta that I've been hearing about for a while. And, and like I said, finally got my hands on it, pulled the trigger. Basically, it is called cascatelli, which means waterfalls in Italian. And this dude named Dan, Dan Pashman, created a brand new pasta shape. So like think penne, think bow tie, spaghetti. There's a new shape. It's called Cascatelli, and it was created last year. It actually won Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2021. And so it is there, it exists, and so we tried it. And I must report back, it is pretty fantastic. Uh, so it was designed specifically to three distinct qualities. The first one is sauceability, or how well does the pasta hold on to sauce, or like is it 
able to grip the the liquidy sauce depending on what it is forkability so how easy is it to grab a piece with your fork and have it actually stay on your fork which if you eat a lot of pasta you know that is not always a given and the last one is tooth sinkability or basically mouthfeel how satisfying is it to eat and i must say with this new design of pasta it really matches all three of those qualities really, really well. And I think the one that was most apparent to me was the quote unquote tooth sinkability. So the way it was just, it's a satisfying pasta to eat. It's a very satisfying pasta to eat. So yeah, I'm really glad I gave it a try. It's it's not new, but I figured since I'm trying it now, I would share it with all of you in case you hadn't heard of it either. Uh, it's available online, and actually it's not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. So obviously it's more expensive than if you just go to the store and buy a box of pasta, but you're going to get four 16-ounce boxes for 22 bucks plus shipping. Uh, so it it's... if you want to try it if the concept of a new pasta shape is appealing to you it is not out of reach even though it might be a bit more expensive than your typical pasta but if that sounds interesting to you there's a lot of reading available online they did like full court press for releasing this new pasta so there's a lot of content out there about this i linked to a few of them in the newsletter and Purchasing, I mean, the website says there's going to be a delay with shipping, but we placed the order and it was shipped almost immediately. So yeah, definitely give it a try if you're a pasta lover. And and hopefully someday it'll come in different types of pasta. So like, it would be great to have this as a whole wheat pasta, but I don't know if that's going to be happening anytime soon. Speaking of food and specifically beverages, I learned that... Nitro drinks, which you've probably seen in cans at different grocery stores, I've been pouring them all wrong. I And I had no idea that I was pouring them wrong. It all started when we were at Wegmans, which is a grocery store by our apartment. And I fa- found a can of the Pepsi Nitro Vanilla, which I'd seen online. I was like, oh, this seems cool, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to find it. But then we were at the grocery store and I saw it and I was like, great. I want to try it. Let me get two cans. I'm not usually a big soda drinker, but nitro vanilla Pepsi sounded great. So I get home, I poured it and like, it was okay. It wasn't that exciting, but basically the, the way that they tell you on the can to open it is you crack it open and then you pour hard, which basically means you turn the can upside down completely and pour it into a glass. So it's like chugging out of the can. And so I did that and I was like, okay, it's good. It's really not that creamy. So I was just randomly going on Google and I was like, let me see how people are pouring their nitro. And I was doing it wrong. There's a different, better methodology. Basically, you hold the can at a 90 degree angle and then slowly crack it open because what you want is the nitrous, which is what the cans are filled with, to actually filter through the liquid. So if you hold it at a 90 degree angle and then crack it open, all of that nitrous is going to come out through the drink and make it super foamy. And once the pressure is out, you open it all the way, pour the rest of the drink hard, and then you're good. And 
it's fantastic. It makes like the world of a difference. And so we even had a can of just like nitro coffee and I tried the pouring method for that. And again, night and day. So if you ever buy cans of nitro anything and you are not pouring it by holding it at a 90 degree degree angle, I highly recommend trying it. And there's a video in the newsletter that links to, uh, or a link in the newsletter that goes to a video showing this, but yeah, it's super simple. It makes a little bit of a mess. So lay down some towels or something, but it's a delicious drink. You'll enjoy it. Lastly, I link to a video and I feel like in the past few newsletters, I've been adding a fun sort of video link as the final link. And I've been liking that. I've been enjoying it. So I'm going to keep up that trend, I think indefinitely. And so that trend continues in this newsletter where I link to this five minute short film called The Chickening, which so The Chickening is it is as weird as it sounds. It's basically uh, they take footage of The Shining, the Stanley Kubrick film, and then add animation CGI to make the plot completely different and have it be about a chicken place. And the animator, Nick DeBoner, and he partnered with a guy named Davey Forrest for this. I've been following them for a while. They make weirdly crazy, funny, inappropriate animations. And so they created this video, The Chickening, and I think it was originally created as a pitch for a longer series, but for whatever reason, the longer series never actually happened, but they ended up with this five minute short, this concept piece, which they then submitted to a few film festivals. And of course it actually like got some recognition at these film festivals. So one official selection at both TIFF 40 and Sundance in 2016. So People liked it, but it's definitely a strange video. I can't guarantee that everybody will find it funny, but I sure do. And if if you want to see a good example of something that I think is hilarious and very well done, the chickening is probably one of the better examples of that. And that wraps things up for this month's newsletter, July 2022. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening. Um, this is an iTunes. Uh, I'll take an iTunes. I don't want to say any of that shit. Um, yeah, enjoy it. I will see you next month. Bye.